Woo! Welcome everybody to the Lines and Laces Podcast. I am your illustrious host, Ace Bug. Let's jump into these sports topics for today. Yo, you're what's good. What's going on, everybody? It's your illustrious host, Ace Bug, man. And we're back with another episode of the Lines and Laces Podcast, man. Again, man, I want to thank all the loyal listeners, subscribers, man. Thank y'all so much for tuning in every week, every episode, listening to me kind of talk, rant, ramble, kind of give you that real sports take, the take that, you know, let's be real, that we all have it in the group chats and when we go to the barber shop and when we in the car and, you know, some of the sports topics that we would like to hear and angles and opinions we would like to hear on, you know, your big ESPNs and your Fox Sports and your FS1s and your whatever, whatever. We give you that real stuff right here, right now. Get it? Got it? Good, man. Real quick, before we move on to the sports-related topics, uh, we got a major announcement, man. The host, the illustrious Ace Book, man. I'm going to be hosting a beer pong tournament. It's called Wonder Pong at Beer Gardens May 15th at 5 o'clock, man. Y'all make sure that you're out there. You get signed up on uh, Eventbrite at Wonder Pong. Dot com or at Beer Gardens uh, Eventbrite as well. You can go ahead and get situated there. But yeah, May 15th, Sunday. I'm sorry, it's not 5 o'clock. It's at 12 o'clock. Excuse me. That's a, it's a misapproach. It's 12 o'clock. We're doing the brunch vibes. Uh, we're going to be hosting. Uh, I'm going to be hosting. We're going to have a live DJ. And guess what? We're giving away a $1,000 grand prize, man. $1,000 to the winner of the tournament, man. 64 teams. Two players. It's a sixty-dollar entry fee. I know, I know, I hear it. But the opportunity to win a thousand dollars plus swag and a lot more is worth it. So you're really getting the benefit. Really, the sixty is just you know entry into unlocking not only a, a, an amazing experience and a great time with your friends, but the swag and the and the opportunity to win a thousand dollars. We want to win a thousand dollars. A free thousand dollars tax free thousand dollars. Hey, can't beat it. Can't beat it, man. But anyway, on to the sports, man. First thing first, man, we got to start off with the NFL. We got the draft coming up this weekend. Whole lot of excitement. It feels like folks is just kind of shifting around, picks players, um, you know, what trades is going to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm interested, man. So for me, realistically, what I'm looking at coming into the draft is a couple of folks um, as far as not draft picks, but just folks already in the league and will they get traded or how that'll look. So number one is Bake, Shake, and Bake, my boy Baker Mayfield. I'm interested to see, you know, um, is anything going to happen at the draft for him or is he just going to go ahead and get cut? Me personally, um, I don't know, man. I got a real skewed view of Baker, man. Me per- I-, I haven't been able to shake, you know, when my boy beat, you know, Oklahoma beat us at the horseshoe and came and stabbed that flag in the middle of my Ohio State. Oh, that really didn't sit well with me. But, um, you know, him getting drafted to Cleveland, becoming a Brown, kind of bringing the Browns back to some prominence. Uh, I can't really hate on him. you right. Like, I can't really hate on him. Uh, I mean, he brought him to a playoff, you know, blocked the team to a playoff team. Now, is Baker Mayfield that guy? You know, I personally know. I don't think he is. I don't think he makes life different. But I think for some of these, you know, uh, organizations that are maybe just a quarterback away, like maybe Denver was, 
uh, with Russell Wilson, and they just got illustrious talent. And I don't mean talent that he has to make better as far as receiving talent. I mean talent that is naturally just great, great offensive line, great, you know, whatever. Because I think when we saw when Baker was healthy, he was serviceable. I'm not going to say he was great. I'm not going to say he was good. I'm going to say he was serviceable, right? So for some of these folks that got these terrible quarterbacks, you know, um, I you know I think would would bear to see you know uh, Pittsburgh being one, uh, the Saints being another. Um, I think all teams that should be interested. Carolina, even though Robbie Anderson said no, he wasn't interested. I think all teams that should be interested in Baker Mayfield services. Me personally, um, and then also, man, we're gonna see what's gonna happen with Debo Samuel, man. Um, the versatile you know wide receiver slash running back out of San Francisco. Uh, Debo's a stud, man. But I think, you know, Debo's making a smart business move right now by saying, look, if y'all, I'm not going to stay here because y'all just want to run me and y'all not going to pay me like an elite receiver, but you want to pay me like a running back. And as we all know, running backs don't get paid a ton of money and other than Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> and they don't last long, as we've seen also with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so I think that's that's kind of the catch-22 he's in. But he's doing it at the right time to try to go ahead and get his money, submit and secure himself, you know, uh, what he wants to do as far as be more of a receiver, be more of a running back, whatever. He's doing it at the right time, not injured. You know, he finished the season off strong, even though he was banged up early. So we're it's, I'm interested to see. Uh, I don't think he's a top five wide receiver. I think he's a top five weapon in the NFL. And what that means is he's just, he's an athlete, right? Get him the ball in space and let him do his thing. And whether that's that running back, um, wide receiver, slot, tight end. I think if you give Debo the ball in some space with at least a blocker or two, he's going to figure out a way to make something happen, man. So just my opinion. I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, and then outside of football, man, I don't know if anybody else has been paying attention. I have. Um, this is Alvin Kamara um, thing, man. Whatever's going on with him in this court case. Like, I really want to get more information before even really speaking on it. But, um, I don't know, man. It, it's it's a lot going on there. Um, and I just, I, 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 I pray. Pray for everybody in the situation. You know, pray everybody comes out, you know, blessed and favored in, in, in the midst of whatever this drama is. But um, I just hate to see such a talent like Alvin Kamara, you know, be mixed up in these kind of things, man. Because it, it's obviously at some point going to take him off the field. And we're not going to get to see the talent. So, um, and, you know, lastly, and this is probably just a biased point of mine, you know, another black man with a bunch of money that they're getting ready to, try to that they're getting ready to not try for whether his actions caused it or didn't, you know, another black man with a bunch of money is getting ready to go behind the walls. And, you know, we need that kind of prominence out here to continue to build the image and legacy that we're trying to change the tide on as far as black excellence in the way in which it's viewed. So, just want to keep that in mind, man. So prayers to them and hope they figure it out, man. And lastly, man, before we get out of here, uh, NFL-wise, man, this boy Tom Brady and reworked his deal, you know, free up another $9 million to try to make sure that, you know, they can get Gronk back. Um, you know, they can try to get Sue back. They want to try to get, you know, sure up those talent so Brady can make another run. Um, it's come out that Brady essentially said, that he was, this was going to be his last year. This is going to be his last run at it. So, 
you know, we want to make sure they, I should say, the Buccaneers want to make sure he is fully stacked and resourceful and ready to go for this last run at it. Also, the last episode of Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady ESPN uh, Plus special I was telling you all about, I think aired his last episode um, last night um, or tonight, I believe. So, you know, I'll be watching that and keep you guys updated and review that as well because it, it was just interesting to me. Really, really, really interesting uh, sports take about somebody that, you know, arguably is one of the greatest quarterbacks to have played football in the NFL. So, you know, that's that. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see, man. Let's let's just go ahead and get to it, man. I ain't going to play with him. I ain't going to play with him, man. We had some games, NBA games last night. And boy, was they some games, boy. First and foremost, man, that boy Luka got back. Got back right, man. Scores 33. Dallas absolutely punched the Jazz in the mouth in Dallas um, at the American Airlines Center, man. For God's sake, Jordan Clarkson was the high scorer. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell had nine points. <laughs> so, um, golly. I I really like Donovan Mitchell. I think um, he, he reminds me of the second coming of Dwayne Wade. If you know me, you've probably heard me say that before. I've told you. Um, but, man, I just, you know, and I granted, granted, he did have a leg injury. But I'm saying before that, it didn't really go well. Right? He wasn't he wasn't shooting well prior to the leg injury in the game. So, we'll see what happens with him. But I think, you know, ultimately Dallas is going to, you know, win this series. Utah is going to break up that, that team. And one of them got to go either Rudy Gobert. When I say one of them, I mean either Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell got to go. Um, I don't think anybody really wants to play in Utah, if we're being honest. I mean, and I get it. It's your job and you're a professional basketball player. You make a bunch of money and you only work, you know, eight months out of the year. But, you know, I don't care what anybody says. The realistic point of view of this is basketball for these men is still a job. It's still a profession, whether they love it or not. It's the same thing whether somebody in your profession loves what they do or does it for the paycheck, right? Just because it's a game and it's a game we've all played as juveniles and children and more of us seem to like it than not doesn't mean it's not taxing. Doesn't mean that when they when they get off work, they don't want to have things outside of their job and their nine to five of things to enjoy. And I just don't feel like, you know, people think about that. People don't even, you know, wrap that in their mind when they say, well, yeah, let's, you know, come on out to Utah. Well, I mean, and let's be honest, as far as African-Americans and they're, you know, the race that does dominate the NBA, it's not a ton of African-American culture out there in Utah. And if I'm diff- if I'm wrong, because I've only been to Utah a couple times, please, you know, somebody come correct me and check me. But for what I understand, what I know and hearing player stories, Utah is not the most friendly to African-American culture and especially african-american black men let's not throw in the fact african-american black men that makes a bunch of money so um i could see that wearing on somebody you know outside of just what's going on the basketball court so imagine you not having the success you want to have on the court along with your life isn't the way you want it to be why would you want to stay in utah right i mean just me but something for somebody everybody to think about moving on Raptors got them another game, man. Philly still leads the series 3-2. Uh, they've led the series 3-0. I think, honestly, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I think this is going to be the first time 
um, a team ever loses a series being up 3-0. Um, I think Philly's going to do it under Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers known to blow a lead. <laughs> known to blow a lead, right? And James Harden is doing what James Harden always does. Choke in the postseason. Choke in the postseason, man. They need to call him Little Game James instead of Big Game James, man. He's absolutely ridiculous, man. He turns the ball over a bunch. Uh, bad shots. And it's not even I don't think he's out of shape. But I think his fluctuating of weight, this is what people don't talk about. When your weight fluctuates like that, it causes pain and inflammation on your joints, on your muscles. And you start losing your athleticism piece by piece as that weight continues to fluctuate. It doesn't get better. And we all know as we get older, naturally, that athletic ability is leaving the body. So I just don't think James Harden has ever taken a great care of himself. And as he's, you know, entering the weighing hours of his prime, more so leaving his prime, you know, I think we're starting to see he's not as an efficient ball player as, you know, he was in Houston and, you know, even maybe, you know, early, early in Brooklyn that first year. I just, yeah, man, it's a sad sight to see. Um, I got a lot of uh, family members that are Philly fans, Sixers fans. Shout out to my, shout out to my dog, my cousin Asian. Um, one of the hardest Philly fans I know that go the hardest about the Sixers. But, baby, I got to tell you, it's ugly. <laughs> it's ugly, man. The 76ers, I just don't think, I don't think they're pulling off. If they somehow do come out of this, Raptor series, which I don't believe they will, um, they're going to get eliminated in the next round. So that's that. Um, and lastly, lastly, bro, game of the night, the Celtics, Brooklyn Nets, man. And I wanted to leave myself a little bit of time to talk about a couple things from this game because, you know, I watched this game with a lot of intent. I watched all the games, but I watched this game with a lot of intent. Um, paying attention to Kevin Durant, paying attention to Kyrie, Jason Tatum, you know, uh, Jalen Brown, just just a whole uh, market smart, the whole thing. And this is this is one of the point I want to start off by saying: great teams will beat a great players every time. Great, a great assembled team will beat great players every time because even if across the board we don't match up with them, but we play great as a unit, as a team, we can beat those two superstars, and that's what Boston has shown us. That they can beat those two superstars with a great team defense. I've never seen anybody strap in Kevin Durant and what the Boston Celtics did. I mean, they're doubling. I mean, he's got to catch the ball at a jumping leap going towards the sideline. He he's never getting a clean look at the rim. He's getting bumped. I mean, they're playing football, basketball, and uh, I've always been taught growing up. Whenever you're dealing with somebody that's literally a prolific scorer. Like, that there's nothing you can do that, you know, you're really, they're just getting to their spots. It's the only way to really stop them is a couple of things. Trap them and make it difficult for them to get to their spots. Make it absolutely heck to get to their spots. Like, get in their way, lean on them, make it uncomfortable for them to land when they shoot. You know, give up a tough foul here and there. And I'm not saying, you know, be flagrant. I'm saying give up a tough foul, right? Going for the ball. Body to body, letting that man feel your body on him while he's in the air or going up trying to really finish. I think, you know, Boston did a great job of that, throwing bodies at KD. Um, I think Jason Tatum, man, 
Whoo, man, I was on the Jalen Brown bandwagon, but boy, Jason Tatum starting to win me back over. He's strapping in. Um, he's sitting in a chair to strap in KD, too, and willing to give up some of the offensive production in order to do so. So, man, I just, man, shout out to Jay Tatum, bro. I think, you know, he was already a superstar to me, but he's really proven why. Um, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, we see why. Right, we see why, but he also was showing off a little bit of that offensive weapon trial last night. And if you leave him open, he's similar to Draymond. You know, he'll start knocking it down. Right, he starts seeing one or two go down. He'll start knocking them down, and then now you got a whole another threat of confidence level in Marcus Smart that you don't want. Right, so um, that's the one side of it, man. The Celtics, uh, new African American coach, man, stepping in for Brad Stevens, really giving him that defensive identity coming over from San Antonio. Um, I, I I I just love how the Celtics have turned it around. Um, I think they got a real good shot at it, man. I still think Milwaukee is the better team in the East, especially if they get Chris Middleton back healthy um, and rolling. But I do think Boston, you know, could make a series of it and, and, and possibly could, you know, represent the East. So, you know, we'll see. But on the other side of the coin, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving need to be ashamed of themselves. Um, that was ridiculous. I don't know how Kevin feels, but Kyrie looked disengaged to me uh, the last two games. And maybe it's because of the Ramadan not eating thing. I don't know. But he just looks disengaged. He looks out of it like he ain't even invested. Like, this is my job and he hates it. You know, I seen a meme floating around Twitter of Kyrie walking into the arena and then said, this is how I walk into a job every day hating it. And that's literally what he looks like he does. Like, I've had that feeling before working for somebody, working for something and a company that you just – you can't stand. You, you you don't feel appreciated. Your manager's ridiculous. You know, I, I I know that feeling. So that's the way he looked, right? Um, and then it took Kevin really four games to figure out how to really be efficient um, and get it going, as well as Steve Nash, right? You know, I think those comments about them not needing a coach came back to bite them in the behind. Uh, I think it's clear as day they need a coach. Uh, Steve Nash needs to get better. If he's going to continue to be the Brooklyn Nets coach and not to say that he can't, but I think, you know, offensively, he needs to figure out his rotations and what they're going to hang their hat on. Defensively, he needs to bring in somebody with a defensive mind because you and I all know Steve Nash ain't never been one for the defensive prowess. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. That ain't never been him. Ain't never going to be him. Right. So those, that, that, that's, that's my thoughts, um, on the game, um, what else? Uh, Claxton, man. Clax, the fact Claxton, you know, I think really killed them um, with his lack of free throw shooting. Um, you know, S. Dot did what he could do as a shooter and a role player on the team. Um, ben Simmons is an absolute joke. Uh, I, he's not a competitor, and I don't care what anybody says. And I'm not talking about him as a person or as a man. I mean, he, he's probably a good guy, good person. But as a competitor, you know, um, I just don't have no respect for him. Right, I don't have any respect for dude because um, I understand the tough position they would have put you in, and you already have demons and whatever. But at some point, man, when are you gonna step up? You know, when are you gonna you know meet the call to action? When you know at first you were you know on the timetable back, come back game four. Now they lose game three. Now you're not playing game four, and they get they get swept. Like, how do you know you don't come in and make the difference and they win game four and push them to a game seven? And then y'all lose, it's still a different narrative, right? Ben Simmons came in and immediately ignited 
the Brooklyn Nets. What what's to come for next year in the Brooklyn Nets and 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 Ben Simmons, right? Instead of this fear of, well, I don't want to, and I'm scared too, and la da 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 da. You know, at the end of the day, man, you sign a contract. You're professional. Um, I'm not saying a bad contusion isn't real. I'm gonna say it can't be serious enough to keep you out because, you know, you're traveling with the team. You always dress nice, especially on the home games. Um, you know, you 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 were good to go, and then all of a sudden, maybe I mean, it would just roll out of bed the wrong way and tweak the tweak the back. I don't know, but it's ridiculous, right? That we're paying that they paid Ben Simmons all this money. And he didn't put in no work at all, like at all. So um, I just, I just, you know, I hope they figure that out next season. Uh, ben Simmons, no excuses. You better be in the building next year. You better be on the court for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and I think if they don't make a run with a fully assembled roster next year, uh, you know, my opinion, it's time to see you. Uh, See where we go from there with Ben, man, my boy. So, just my opinion, bro. Uh, yeah, I hope everybody, hope everybody, you feels what I'm saying, man. It's not like I'm questioning that man's mental, you know, whatever. I'm simply saying it just doesn't feel like he's locked in, um, and it doesn't feel like he's, I don't know, serious about. Being an NBA player, really committing, and just having a love for the game, for basketball, right? That, you know, most people have when they play a sport. Me personally, you know, I was one of those people that you had to really pull and pull, and pull me off, um, you know, pull me off the field or the court or the whatever, even if I was hurt, injured or whatever. But Ben just ain't like that. Ben... Being a hundred thousand percent right, you know, feel a hundred thousand percent, you know, he, he's not going to accept himself to go out there, and so, you know, maybe we just have a differencing of opinion there, or differencing of, I don't know, what's important, but that's my little two cents on it. So, um, you know, interested to see how the playoffs continue. Um, Giannis has really been getting it done without Chris Middleton. Um, I'm actually shockingly. Happy and surprised by it. Trey Young has been getting absolutely swallowed. I think Miami goes ahead and cleans cleans him up tonight. Uh, ja, Ja got to play better. Straight up, straight down, Ja, you got to play better, bro. You got to play better. Um, I understand it's the first playoff run, but you know that's just I'm just that's my two cents. I ain't gonna say too much more on it because that's my dog. That's my dog right there, man. But you got to play better, baby, if you want to get the Timberwolves out of here because they're not going away quietly. Um, and then the Pelicans, we've got the Pelican game tonight as well. Um, the Pelicans and the, and the Suns. And, man, I'm interested to see, man. They strapped Chris Paul in. I mean, they they not taking none of his antics. They bulldozing him. All that pushing and shoving he doing, man, they not taking it. They shoving him back. And they letting him know that you got a dogfight here. Brandon Ingram, man, I'm telling you. I know a bunch of, you know, 252 dudes that remind me so much of Brandon Ingram, bro. And I done hoot with so many of them that, like, he's serious. When he telling Chris Ball, when I see you, I, bro, we can meet you in the back. We can really, he's serious. He really serious. He really serious. So, um, Chris Paul, you, I know you know that. You're from Winston. You, I know you know that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm intrigued, man. I like the chippiness of the playoffs this year. It feels like ain't no friends, ain't none of that buddy buddy slap hand stuff. Like we really going to war. I'm really going at him, like at him. I love that. I love that, man. You know, I, I really have never been a fan of this whole AAU we buddy friends thing. You know, and I understand. Um, you know, we're friends, but you know, any of my friends will tell you. Uh, and this is just pick up game, whatever. If you were the other side of the ball, dog, I I don't treat you no different. You are you're an opponent. You're the ops. You're the opposition. And I'm gonna treat you as such. I'm gonna attack you and I'm gonna go at you and I'm gonna take your weaknesses and I'm gonna take advantage of them. And I assume you're doing the same to me. So for me, I absolutely love it, man. It reminds me of old school basketball. 90s, early 2000s, you know, because that's the only times I can speak of because that's when I was alive. Um, yeah, so NBA basketball, man, was coming at you. Podcast coming at you, man. Uh, like I said, we're still going to go live for the NFL drafts, um, especially round one. Um, so be on the lookout for that commentary, you know, team outlooks, those kind of things. You know, rolling into the summer, so we're getting ready to rev up here. Um, the college, college football games kicking off in August. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, we're gonna cover. We're gonna cover a little Stanley Cup. We're gonna cover a little Stanley Cup as it starts getting a little closer. Uh, I don't know how the fans feel about you know hockey, but just gonna do a quick little update overview just to keep you folks informed. Um, it's a secret little hidden passion of mine. I love sports in general, so hockey is absolutely you know within falls within the lines and laces. So. <laughs> We're going to be doing a little bit of that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So listen, follow me on wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Prime, uh, Buzzsprout, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe to us, man. Please. We appreciate the love. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, May 15th at 12 o'clock, definitely come on by the Beer, Gar- Beer Gardens. Give me a shout out. Say what's up. Come have some beer. Come get in the tournament. Do all those things, man. But you want to hurry up and sign up, man. The tournament spots are filling up. It will be probably a sold-out event. So you guys need to go ahead and get your tickets and get get there and get there immediately. <laughs> so uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, TikTok, The Lines and Laces Podcast, Twitter, The LNL underscore pod, Instagram, the Lines and Laces underscore pod, Facebook, The Lines and Laces Podcast, and everywhere else you love to see me is The Lines and Laces Podcast, baby. So get ready, gear up, because we off to the races, man. So thank you so much for the love, the support, man, and the viewership. Two fingers in the sky, I'm out. Peace in a bottle of hair grease. <laughs>